Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1T5 for Tuesday afternoon, August 18th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and I'll let you jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. As the NCAA D1 Council prepares to meet this week to discuss the possibility of hosting fall sports championships to the spring, as well as how to handle eligibility for fall sports student-athletes, Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castiglione believes the most forgiving and flexible plan would be best. ASUN Commissioner Ted Gummert says his league is in favor of raising the percentage of games a student-athlete could play and still retain his or her eligibility to about 75%. Meanwhile, Cincinnati head football coach Luke Fickle points out, quote, how does everybody say it's fair around the country when one team has 22 seniors that come back and one team has eight seniors that come back. Some North Carolina student-athletes are weighing in on the school's outbreak and what that could mean for their health and safety, following a report that medical professionals advised one ACC president to move all non-student-athletes off campus and hold all classes virtually. Men's basketball student-athlete Garrison Brooks submitted, quote, So what's the difference in student-athletes and regular students? Are we immune to the virus because we play a sport? Notre Dame President John Jenkins announced the school will move undergraduate instruction to online only for at least two weeks, saying, quote, If these steps are not successful, then we will have to send students home, as we did last spring. Sports Illustrator's Pat Forty, quote, situation was described to me by someone on campus as 80% of the students doing their best to follow the guidelines, and they're supremely ticked at the 20% who aren't. In East Lansing, Michigan State President Samuel Stanley sent a message to undergrads asking them to stay home. Michigan State will transition to remote instruction whenever possible. Saying, quote, the outbreaks that have occurred at other campuses illustrate what can happen when students return to campus dorms. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner examines the ongoing legal dispute between Cal and Under Armour and notes the two sides never signed a contract. Instead, they had been working off of a term sheet signed in February of 2016. Despite that, Under Armour invoked a force majeure clause in its notice of cancellation to the school, containing that Cal did not fulfill its contractual obligations when spring sports were canceled due to the coronavirus. The notice's second claim focuses on the sale by a third-party operator of $591.68 of apparel from Cal's long-gone days as a Nike client. When they're saying, quote, that's right, hundreds of dollars worth of out-of-date swag is, according to Under Armour, grounds to terminate a $58 million partnership. Sports law professor and arbitrator of the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Switzerland, Joshua Gordon, comments that Under Armour's strategy could be viewed as disingenuous and overreaching to try to negotiate an end to an agreement they now regret. Texas Tech Athletic Director Kirby Hocutt will tap UT Arlington women's basketball coach Krista Gerlich to take over the women's basketball program in Lubbock. With a new head coach in place, Texas Tech President Lawrence Chauvinek indicates the university will continue its review of the program, including Athletic Director Kirby Hocutt's response. Moody's calls the cancellations of fall sports a potential material shock given the $1.5 billion in annual debt service and leases for FBS schools. Moody's analyst Dennis Gephardt believes budget difficulties due to a tuition revenue pinch, reduced state funding, and incremental expenses to combat the coronavirus will add a financial strain, but expects university leadership to provide extraordinary support to continue paying debt service for athletic-related facilities given the strategic importance of sports to universities. Meanwhile, Sanford Center for Sports Analytics Executive Director Darren White questions the wisdom of the Pac-12's proposal to take out a roughly $1 billion loan that would distribute up to $83 million to member institutions due to the doubt surrounding the future business model of college athletics and the scope and size of the revenue potential of college sports. Saying, quote, one thing is for sure, the financial structure of college athletics will be significantly different than in the past. In fall sports decisions, the Athletics' Chris Benini examines why several FCS schools are opting to play shortened seasons and notes that by playing fewer than 50% of the maximum permissible games, student-athletes can retain a season of eligibility. Stephen F. Austin Athletic Director Ryan Ivey saying, quote, Our thought process is this might give them another opportunity to play some games and still maintain eligibility as needed, but yet be able to grow as well as help us moving forward. 
So notable payouts, Missouri State will receive $600,000 from Oklahoma, while Houston Baptist will collect $400,000 from Texas Tech and $356,000 from North Texas. Tennessee Chattanooga Athletic Director Mark Warden indicates Mox officials are still exploring non-conference football games this fall, but notes, quote, it would be very limited if we did. In return to action, Missouri will be limited to 25% capacity for football this season. Tennessee's Neyland Stadium will also be limited to 25%. Bryant-Denny Stadium will be limited to 20%. Texas A&M will be limited to 30 if the season started today. Auburn has administered 836 COVID-19 tests to football players and staff, with a total of 34 positive cases since June 4th. Syracuse Athletic Director John Wildhack tells SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum that the football program has administered 1,200 COVID tests with just five positive results. He adds that there have been no cases over the past month, saying, quote, we're pleased with the protocol we have in place. And that is all for your D1T5 for Tuesday afternoon, August 18th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you next time.